Pasar Experience. So if you are looking for a language tutor, you want to practice your language skills, especially if you uh, don't live in the country uh, where the country you're learning is spoken, or if you're traveling a lot like I am, then I recommend you go down to the description below the video and check out um, a link there for italki or italki because that is a service I have used an awful lot over the last few years, as many of you know who are regular viewers to the channel. And there you're gonna find tens of thousands of uh, language tutors and you can have classes with them, one-on-one -on -one individual classes via Skype. Uh, you don't have to meet them in person and you can do all the payments online. And it's something that I have used regularly over the last few years to learn my languages. And of course you get a special discount. If you go through my link, there is some starter credit of $10 towards your first lesson. So go check out the link to italki or italki, depending on which way you want to pronounce it. So welcome back to this second part of this two-part episode of the podcast uh, episode number two of course and it was so long we decided to break it up into two parts uh, so today you're going to get the second part if you've missed the first part go back it's in the list either you're watching this on youtube you can go into that playlist and find the first part of this episode or if you're watching this on the podcast go back to the previous uh, episode of the podcast and you can listen to that first before you listen to this second part as you can see, I'm in Ukraine when I'm uh, doing my when we're doing the editing for this. So I've actually already left Brussels, uh, which is where this episode takes place. But uh, greetings from Park Shevchenko, Park Shevchenko, in Odessa, Ukraine. And let's get into the second part of this podcast. So that's what I got out of it. Um, I'd learned, I'd actually gone to Brazil on the same trip, so I was really excited about Brazil. I love the country, it's still my favorite country in the world, Brazil. Uh, and I was really like curious, uh, can I learn Portuguese after Spanish? And uh, I actually came back to Europe, to Brussels here. And what happened in Brussels and why the city, as I said at the beginning of, the, um, of this video, this podcast, is that here I really started to figure out what kind of method am I using to learn the language? Why is this different? Why is this effective? And why was I like the worst student in high school and university um, but now I seem to speak you know at this stage I spoke like Italian Spanish French and obviously too many things I speak four languages and really within my social group I don't think I know anyone who speaks that many um, and here in Brussels I was working first in a law firm because I was a lawyer and uh, then I also worked at the European Commission as well for a few years had a great time there really great colleagues and here in a city like this where people come from all over Europe to work is that uh, obviously you have a lot of different languages so I was a kid like you know like a kid in a candy shop because there's like all these like crazy languages for me like Slovak, um, Romanian, um, Lithuanian as well as German, French, Italian uh, and English and this was really really like working with people from all the different countries uh, especially the European Commission because people come from all of them and even the law firm it was quite diverse uh, amongst Europeans who have the different nationalities and uh, here from Brussels is really cheap and really convenient to fly all over Europe or take the train to like Amsterdam, Antwerp, Cologne, London, Paris, all really, really close. So you can just hop on the train and within two hours on a high-speed train, you're in those cities and those languages are just around you, right? So I was like really uh, imbued with this enthusiasm uh, to learn languages and I started to delineate a little bit. Okay, I'm not, I'm not uh, studying all the grammar. I do have a grammar book. I do, you know, the, I do look for things in the internet, grammar points, but I'm not really memorizing vocabulary. I tried all that stuff and uh, even tried with some basic software uh, for space repetition I was like you know this is pretty boring right this doesn't really make me want to go and do it the next day and so maybe I should just stop 
stop those practices and do something a little bit more uh, alternative. So at the time I found some websites that were putting you in contact with language teachers and you could actually take the one-on-one -on -one tuition uh, via Skype for a fraction of having an actual teacher come normally in situ, right? Come to your place or you go to theirs. Uh, and it was like a fraction of the cost, it was like 20% of the price. I was like, well, I'm all for that. So I used to start having these language classes first in Spanish with a teacher in Guatemala uh, over a platform that some Americans had set up. I was like, wow, this is really going really well. I have two hours a week and I really am making progress. I can, I can feel it. And the time I was taking all these trips, I was going to Spain a little bit, I was getting to practice. And I then I started to dig a little bit more on the internet and I started finding these polyglots, right? Remember back, I'd met this polyglot, right? This guy spoke lots of languages in France and that had really been trans you know, transformative for me because it changed my view of people who learn languages. And then suddenly there were people starting to pop up on the internet, uh, on YouTube here, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, and they made all these videos speaking lots of languages and they were trying to motivate people. And then they were making these very basic videos at the time, like a lot of it would just be a, a basic webcam or some sort of basic camera, maybe even a phone camera. And they were just talking into the camera and explaining their experiences and speaking different languages and uh, explaining how they went about learning them. So I became really, really hooked on this, right? I mean, I was watching hours and hours and hours of these videos. And I was thinking like all these people, they seem to have a common, there's a common thread in it. There are people who um, most of the time actually struggled to learn languages at school, but then they went on and they learned lots of them, like huge numbers of them, some of them even more than 10. And I was like, well, these, these guys and girls on the internet who are doing this, um, they're, they can show me the proof they speak to them because they're speaking to them. They're speaking them in the videos. Uh, to these certain levels, not everyone speaks them you know, amazingly well every single language, but they're like impressive. And so that's a proof that their methods work to a certain extent. And all these teachers are telling you, you know, learn this grammar in this rigid way. And uh, most of the teachers only most speak two languages. Um, so who do I believe more? I mean, who, who's more convincing? It's clearly the people who speak all the languages and they're not in general learning them in classrooms. They're learning them by speaking lots of it. Um, not focusing on the grammar so much, um, you know, not memorizing vocabulary lists, doing boring things. They're encouraging you to, you know, to get out and meet local, uh, native speakers of the language and all these kind of things. It was really encouraging. So I was like really pumped on that. And I was traveling around Europe. I had this goal at the time that because I worked at the European uh, institutions, I should at least one time have uh, visited uh, every single member state. So at the moment, there are 28 member states uh, I'm speaking in. May 2018 uh, to you, um, but at the time I think there was a little less, there's probably 27 uh, before Croatia joined and UK has not left yet, <laughs> uh, even though Brexit has been voted on. So those 27 countries, I met that, I set myself that goal and because Brussels had these cheap flights everywhere and regular uh, from the two airports that service the city, I went to all these countries. And I you know, ticked off that goal. It's like, boom, I have visited all 27. Uh, I was learning German at the time, I was learning Portuguese because I was really enthusiastic about Brazil. And I was actually taking the classes over Skype as well, two hours a week, really committed to it. And uh, I, you know, had the Spanish classes, I had the German classes. I started, I think, to dabble in Russian at the time. Yeah, because I was about to go to uh, Russia maybe, or maybe it was a little bit later. Uh, so I started to, yeah, learn these languages and to really be alternative about it. and not just learn grammar rules and really speak to people and there was lots of opportunities here in Brussels so when people say that there's uh, no time to 
they don't have the time to learn lots of languages it's really just about priorities everybody has the same 24 hours in a day right so it's basically about how we decide to use that time and a lot what you're going to see is that people have downtime or they have time in the evenings and they decide to do other things with that right they watch netflix or they surf to you know they browse to Facebook and they do it in their native tongue. They don't do it in another language. They don't try to use that time uh, constructively to integrate um, language learning into it and make it just natural, right? Uh, so this is something that I really started to focus on because I was learning all these languages simultaneously. It was pretty crazy, right? German, uh, French, Italian, Spanish, like I was practicing them all on Skype with private tutors uh, because it was also pretty affordable compared to having the you know language classes. And I had language classes also at work both of the law firm and then of the European Commission and several of the languages. So I was really, really putting a lot of time in and really enthusiastic about it, traveling, using them all the time. And then I took uh, my first trip to Eastern Europe. I remember I went with my girlfriend at the time who was German and we went to St. Petersburg and we took the train. She had a fear of flying, so we had to go <laughs> overland, uh, which was fine because we went to Warsaw and then to I think Vilnius and up to St. Petersburg and then back along the Colonial Spit um, to um, well, it was at Klaipeda and then to Nida, and then to Kaliningrad and then back down to Brussels here. So we, you know, I really traveled around and I was really, you know, kind of interested in Russian and Russian culture. And then the next year I went on my own to Ukraine and I just had a, you know, it was, it was just a watershed for me as an experience. And, uh, but I didn't speak Russian very well <laughs> at the time, unfortunately. It was uh, probably not taking a classes or really studying it before I'd had a little bit of university. And then I realized I really need to like uh, learn Russian if I'm going to travel this region. People don't speak English and there's a different alphabet, which is not so hard, but it, it just makes it a, you know, a little bit more unfamiliar. So I had been, I had moved to Germany just shortly afterwards. And I, of course, was in a German speaking environment. My German was improving. And I really, as I said, I've been watching lots of these polyglots on uh, YouTube and taking inspiration from them and tips and um, they organized a polyglot conference and um, you know this was kind of a little bit of a community because this is just on the internet among kind of like language learning nerds which of course I confess to being one of them uh, since I was geeking out all the time on all this language learning material all these alternative methods and so I went to the conference it was in Budapest in Hungary and while I was there I got to meet all these um, people who were making these videos in person and it was really cool for me because you know I've been watching them on the internet and then suddenly they're all beside me eating lunch it was really really cool so I thought I have this background and story where I where I was originally really really the worst student at language and didn't look like I'd have any up you know possibility of speaking lots of them but at this stage I spoke obviously English French German Spanish Italian and Portuguese pretty well so I think we're up to like six there so I kind of felt well I have something to contribute as a polyglot uh, or someone just someone who speaks lots of languages and who's enthusiastic about it uh, so I decided to set up this channel um, at the time I called it language czar uh, czar chose that name more because it's like an expert in something in English like uh, an authority um, on a particular subject and I took that name and I started to make these very simple videos where I try to encourage people uh, and inspire them and give them some tips about learning languages also review the language learning products which because most of them I didn't believe really offered people uh, quality in terms of you know achieving their goals so I started on this journey and I just kept going like I was having so many hundreds not thousands of hours of conversations about language learning with 
people who speak like Richard Simcott who speaks like 30 languages. He was, or more than 30 probably. And uh, he actually organized this polyglot conference and uh, it's now five years of them at least and there's gonna be six this year. So I just got in all these conversations just nonstop like hundreds of hours discussing how are the best ways to learn languages and that's basically led me to starting to help other people not just with the videos but also to coach them a little bit about how to learn languages how to set up that structure and how you know how to use your time how to stay motivated how to learn vocabulary easier and naturally uh, and um, how to get a good accent even though that's something that I've struggled with a lot <laughs> I will confess and how to deal with grammar uh, so basically how you can go about learning language and just really about how you set up the structure. So I started doing uh, that first for friends and also for private clients and then recently I've actually just put made a video course so that everybody can access it uh, 24 days. That's why I've created Language Up Your Life which I launched recently and um, if you, I'm going to link that obviously in the description as well if you want to go check out there's some free preview videos there so you can go check that out even if you join, join the course. I also have a Facebook group with uh, like-minded people on the same journey have joined and you get some access to me of course I hop on there and make some uh, content exclusively for the people in the Facebook group um, so that's basically what I've what I've done and I think just like if someone like me who came from a, who grew up in a country that's not known for learning languages was the worst student basically in the class at university and uh, you know couldn't order a sandwich on the first day of their uh, language exchange program Erasmus year uh, then anyone no matter how you've been struggling, uh, whether it's with grammar, pronunciation, motivation, uh, remembering vocabulary, uh, if I can do it, then you can also speak another language. And you don't need to go and learn. Uh, like I speak, I've learned more than 10 at this stage. I can speak in to certain degrees. And you don't need to aspire to do that. You, you can have an, you know, a goal of just learning one language, whether it's Spanish, German, Swahili, Waluf, whatever it happens to be, um, but you can do it um, because I'm living proof of that. I'm not a genius in terms of learning languages. I'm not, I wasn't born with a gene like um, Benny Lewis who has fluent three months, he always uses that example, the language learning gene. It doesn't exist, um, no matter what anyone tells you, anyone can learn it because if I can do it, I remember Benny saying exactly the same thing. He also grew up in Ireland and didn't speak languages when he was younger he learned them all afterwards uh, so if we can do it then that's the inspiration and that you should take that um, it's just about being motivated identifying and I'll take you through this in the course if you if you decide to sign up and I think even having some of the preview videos for you for free uh, you need to decide like why you learn this language identifies the right language for you uh, set up the structure that's going to allow you to learn as much as possible use your time as much as possible stay motivated and just like over time you will get there you will get there in any language that you have the motivation to learn and the curiosity and that will just open up so many doors for you in your life i mean i cannot even quantify the amount of job opportunities um, travel opportunities uh, romantic opportunities it has opened up for me all because I learned lots of languages and I'm also gonna have as the next uh, podcast and uh, in this talk I think my call is talk Tuesday actually uh, if we're gonna publish them on Tuesdays because I have tip Thursday already for the uh, travel language and uh, dating tips so this can be talk Tuesday this longer format on the podcast I'm gonna I have an interview with Jan van der Rauw who's been uh, with me on this uh, journey since I started on YouTube because he's also got a company that helps people learn languages and uh, uh, he's also now a polyglot himself. He speaks lots of languages that wasn't uh, the case. We're going to go a lot into this, right? Um, 
how you can start off and uh, uh, just not be good at languages and then become like really an amazing language learner. Anyone can do it. So that's kind of what I want to leave you at the end of this podcast. And um, Jan has also been with me and we're going to discuss that as well in the interview. Uh, for a long part of the journey, we actually travel a little bit together. He saw how we took this first trip to uh, Romania, Moldova and uh, Odessa in Ukraine. And we spoke so many languages on the, on the trip and they weren't all like Russian and Romanian, which are, the, uh, which are the main languages in the region or Ukrainian, uh, if you're in Ukraine, which I speak a little bit of now, but not at the time. Uh, we're also speaking Spanish, Italian and French and building these connections with people who also learned these languages. Uh, and I don't think we really spoke English in the entire trip. It was pretty crazy. Um, so that was also something that just opened up so many opportunities and doors and allowed me to make connections uh, with different people that just would never have happened if I'd stayed monolingual. Uh, because learning languages also makes you curious about the cultures of the people um, who speak them. And when you're traveling, that's just such an extra dimension. Steve Kaufman, who has a channel Lingo Steve, um, we spoke about this in a, in a video that I also made on a, from a YouTube channel in, from Lviv in Ukraine, a really beautiful city in the west of Ukraine. And he calls language the fourth dimension of travel. And I think it's just a nice way to put it, it just adds this extra dimension uh, to everything when you're traveling, just having the language and you just get a very different experience and I think a more enriching experience. So I want to leave you today uh, from this little conversation that we're having. Uh, be sure to comment below um, in the comment section. Let me know what you know, your language journey has gone, uh, whether you've taken inspiration for this video, uh, whether you have been learning languages, struggling with them, and you know maybe in this conversation, someone else can help you out or I can help you out with your own language learning journey. Of course, go check out my course, Language Up Your Life, because uh, we also have the Facebook group there as well when you become a member and you, could, you will get to discuss it with me and also with the other like-minded people on the same kind of journeys as you are and if you're not a subscriber to the channel or subscribe to podcast go do that now um, give the video of watching this YouTube a big thumbs up of course and uh, whack the notification bell as I always say uh, so you get notified otherwise within YouTube you're not going to get notified of my new uploads anymore because the algorithm has changed in the last year and they actually now and put in your feed videos to think that you like to watch not necessarily the things the, the channels to which you have already subscribed that's not how youtube works anymore so you want to go and hit that notification bell if you want to keep getting videos especially because i have a lot of content about um traveling uh, having a basic epic travel adventure in eastern europe uh, so countries like ukraine russia um Moldova, um, Belarus, uh, Romania, and Poland. We've been, I know Poland's Central Europe before everybody starts to troll me about it. It's in the Eastern part of Central Europe, I'm aware of that. And also Baltics are like debatably more Northern European than Eastern European. But those are the kind of countries I'll be vlogging from and showing you what it's like to travel there and you know meet lots of local people and get the real sense and vibe of the country and uh, also use the local languages, which I use if I can. Uh, because I do speak Russian, uh, some Ukrainian, Romanian, and soon I'm actually just about to go to Belarus. I'm going to learn a little bit of Belarusian. Um, it's also the second language. Uh, it's also the one of the two official languages of the country, even though everybody normally speaks some Russian uh, to you, definitely in the cities I've been to. But I'm going to learn a little bit of Belarusian uh, just, to, just to learn a little bit of language and uh, just get a little bit of an insight into the culture there. So you can come with me on those journeys. Um, in the next few few weeks and months over the summer. Uh, this summer promises to be a really big one. I'm really excited about it. I'm gonna leave here in Brussels in the morning and head to Kharkiv in Eastern Ukraine. 
you know, the first city I have been back in. I've been in Harkin for over years. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, so yeah, come with me on that journey. I, I trust you've got some inspiration from this. Let me know in the comment section. Um, yeah, about everything about your travel as well, how you've learned language travel, what has opened up, you know, more opportunities for you in, in, in love, in friendship, in, uh, in employment, uh, and just your own personal satisfaction. Maybe you just like to learn literature or something like that. Let me know all that good stuff in the community um, in the comment section. And I will see you guys very soon in the next video. In the, the next video won't be from here in Brussels. It will be from Eastern Europe, as I said. So have great rest to your day and I will see you all soon. It's going to be au revoir and tot ziens, which is goodbye in French and Dutch. And I will see you guys soon from Eastern Ukraine. So dopobachna and disvidanya, which are goodbye in Ukrainian and Russian. See all your smiling faces really soon. Excited to be talking to you from Eastern Europe in the next videos. Okay, peace out. Sar Experience.